Get Into Geek. This is Mitch and a big welcome back to the channel. This is our first episode of 2020. Been a uh, long time between drinks since our last episode. Uh, look, no need for excuses. You just need to know that it was my fault. And uh, everyone else will remind me of that as we uh, get all of our shows back running up, uh, heading into the second half of 2020. Uh, for those who have been following our Marvel TV podcast, which obviously there's not a lot of content to be talking about at the moment, but uh, we're going to pick up where we left off at the end of 2019. Uh, so for everyone writing in about us, continuing on that show and finishing what we were talking about, a big thank you. Those episodes will be starting, I believe, in our very next uh, update. Today's episode, though, a little bit of a test run between myself and High Pitch Maddie. We were trying to work out a new way of recording in isolation. Obviously, we're social distancing as we're supposed to be doing. I don't know how it is in your corner of the globe, but uh, right here in Oz, obviously, we're still working on the social distancing thing. Here in the studio where I work, it's it's employees only, so we can't just come in here and talk about geek stuff and all the fun things we want to talk about. We've, uh, we've got to keep those people apart, so here we are. I'm here. I'm able to buzz in, Matty, and we were just trying to test out a new way of him recording at home with the highest quality audio that we possibly could at any given stage we're just running through a few different ways of how to do that and we started talking about the mandalorian season two and all the recent casting updates lo and behold if uh, you're new to the show you wouldn't believe it maddie and i can just talk for hours about the one minute thing and uh turn into a little 25 30 minute chat so i thought hey what the hell let's talk about it it's very exciting mandalorian season one which we didn't cover on the podcast was very, very cool. We didn't review it, but uh, it was very, very cool nonetheless. We are looking forward to season number two, which I think we get in like October or November. Probably should have looked that up before I mentioned it. And we're very excited about the Ahsoka Tano casting, the Boba Fett casting, everything else in between, and the speculation about what might be next. So this is that chat. Hope you enjoy, and we'll see you on our next episode for more Get Into Geek. We are in isolation. We're just testing out a new recording method from our um, separate uh, residences, uh, Maddie. But I did want to talk to you. Now, I haven't finished yet Clone Wars Season 7. I've seen you talk about the finale. Lincoln, who is between the three of us, you two are the, the big Clone Wars fans. He's also finished it. But there's been several casting updates, uh, or at least rumors, not confirmations or anything, over the last couple of weeks about Mandalorian. Many of those are characters that we've seen, or at least started, in the Clone Wars. So I just wanted to quickly chat to you about that. So we'll go back even, what, two weeks or so, when uh, the semi-confirmation come out that Ahsoka Tano, live action for the first time, is going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2, played by none other than the fan-casted choice of uh, Rosario Dawson. Perfect casting choice. In, yeah. the, in the finale of The Clone Wars, there's a shot of Ahsoka Tano, and I'm like, like walking through a doorway, and I'm like, that could totally be Rosario Dawson in, in like, red face. Like, that could oh, totally be her. Shit. It looks so That's good. That's so cool. Is that the thing? Like, I don't... Uh, I hadn't seen the end of season six or even actually the end of season five when, uh, cause I've been mass just rushing through the Clone Wars mm. um, to, to lead up to season seven. But when they had announced unofficially that she was coming to Mandalorian, I hadn't yet seen her leave at the end of season five. Um, uh, yep. So I hadn't seen that, that part of her up. <laughs> I know it like, it just has happened. And I'm, I'm so selfishly lucky that I was watching it 
that I could just go straight from season five into season six. Well, and plus not that you, you got already any knew war- that she rocked up in Rebels as well. Like you already <laughs> had true. that information. Like Paul Link and I, we were mourning for a couple of yeah. years until like yeah, Ahsoka yeah. shows up as and like through the first season of Rebels, you don't even see her. She's um, yeah. uh, Fulcrum. So you don't even know that it's her because she's on the voice changer and stuff. So oh, okay, okay, okay. You've just kind of not not spoiled, not revealed. I haven't seen Ahsoka show up in Rebels. I've only seen up until the first episode of season two, where Darth Vader faces off against Kanan and Ezra ah, at right, the start right, of season right. two. Right? I remember that was I showed Lincoln. That was his introduction to the show. We're on a plane that had not long been out, and I said, "Mate, you've you've got to watch this show. It's so cool." And he's like, eh, I don't know, I like Clone Wars, but I don't know if I want to see any more animation. I'm like, no, you got to watch it. He watches, he's like, holy shit, that's amazing. And mm. you guys went on to see that that part of Ahsoka's journey and how that ends. I've heard of stuff, but I don't know uh, anything for end sure. Of, end of season two of Rebels is, for me, the peak of Rebels. That's where it peaks. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Yep. But you're literally, you're one episode away from seeing Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've got all these little bits and pieces of her story, but I don't necessarily know how like it ends at the end of Clone Wars, leading through the events of Sith. I don't know what happens in Rebels, but still, I'm so excited about what it means for her coming to Mandalorian, yeah. and as, well, as little or as much as we're going to see. The weirdest thing for me is I watch and listen to the Kevin Smith, is it Fat Man on Batman, him and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Bernardin. Who's mm. Mark Bernardin's currently writing on season two of Picard is is his latest thing, yeah, right. and a, a podcast they did maybe a month ago, like in ISO. You know how they do it from the cantina place. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing that in ISO. And what Mark Bernardin was saying is season two's wrapped, like season mm. two wrapped a couple of months ago. Yep. So all these people have been cast and and already acted and done their their season two bits. Yep. Um, but because he said apparently they just record in like a giant shed, it's almost it's like a soundstage but better. It's just this big closed off thing. Mm. That's how they're able to keep these secrets. So even though like they've yeah. just announced um, Katie Sackoff, oh yeah, um, um, uh, Bo-Katan. yeah, she's potentially already re- done that weeks mm. ago, like months yep. ago. She's filmed yep. that, but because they're able to keep such a tight leash on everything they're able to give out these little bits of, of information when they when they want to release them. So I don't know yeah. how much truth is in that or not. But, yeah. I mean, Mark Bernardin seemed pretty damn confident on the whole thing. Mm. So potentially even Tamura has done all his sort of season two stuff as well. So For, for Boba, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's that, like, to jump, yeah, from Ahsoka into Bo-Katan, it's like, shit, well, in between that, we've had Tamura Morrison... And um, them saying he's coming back. When I think coming back, I'm like, oh, of course he is. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's coming back to play a character he's never played before. He was Jango Fett. Now he's going to come back and play mm. Boba Fett, which, yes, is a clone of Jango Fett. So he's arguably playing the same character, but completely different life experiences and all that. Uh, but also exciting because it's now definitive confirmation that Boba survived the Sarlacc pit. I know there's old school, now non-canon, uh, now legends mm. uh, material that Boba survived. Everyone knew that. But then with the Disney canon, I th- as far as i'm led to believe it's only been alluded to that there's at least it, w- it was pretty ambiguous there was something there that suggested he could have but if they never touched on it again then he died in uh return of the jedi but yeah, now I feel it's like, like yep fans bang, have been he's way alive. more a bit into boba survived more than mm. darth maul survived and yeah that yeah. was revealed sort of how many years ago so yeah I wonder if and Dave Filoni's just been waiting to get to the right time frame where he's, yeah. he can do that. George Lucas probably told him, you know, years ago, oh no, Boba survived. It's, we yeah. just haven't got around to it yet. 
and not that I want to, you know, uh, do your trigger word, but it also, it's such a different way of not even hyping, but just detailing what's going on in this series, even though it is season two. So we've already established the world of The Mandalorian, but you think about the J.J. Abrams um, directed two films of the most recent trilogy, let alone the trilogy as a whole, just how secretive they were like mm. i don't think that movie would have lost anything the force awakens is if you confirmed what many fans already believed anyway that this kylo ren character was han and leia's son and that had gone dark side like their son in uh, in old school legends had uh, had turned bad i think they had two kids maybe one of them went dark anyway is that I don't the one remember, that turned into star killer or death killer yeah or maybe so there know. might be I... some hardcore star wars fans listening to us and I, i'm not embarrassed that i don't know legends once it, it was legends and i'm like i'm not going to read fan fiction but rather when it was expanded uh, universe the extended universe i was like yeah maybe one day i'll look into it then disney bought it it made it unofficial canon i'm like i don't need to ever really invest any time in that there's already already so much extra canon going on but they wouldn't have lost anything by going hey this is who's going to be in this film it would have just built up the excitement for the old school fans and then you don't go in there with these great expectations about who's going to be what and how they're going to be revealed are they going to have a big role Mm. whereas this it's like hey boba fett oh you know that character you've thought has been dead for like nearly 40 years Oh, oh he's totally going to be in our series which doesn't come out for another six months like it's yeah. not like it's coming out in six days and given how secretive they were with the darth maul reveal like yes. that just came yeah. out of nowhere yeah and it's the, you know it's dave filoni you know mm. he's the heir apparent basically so it's yep. interesting that they're going this route and that mandalorian season one was so far removed from anything connecting mm. to the, the skywalker saga yeah. So it's interesting that now they're like, okay, we're throwing in Ahsoka, we're throwing in Boba, we're throwing in Bo-Katan. Sabine Wren really... yesterday as well, apparently. Was yeah, the, Sabine was Wren. the hot talk. Yeah, which, which, you know... Not spoiling anything for you will make sense uh, with how um, Rebels ends. With the with yes. final episode of Rebels, yeah. that will definitely um, help you out. Yeah, and from, again, only through reading articles about the fact that Bo-Katan is reportedly coming back, and they've... Uh, cast Katie Sackhoff which is cool because everyone loves Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka but it's like well you know she doesn't do very much live action stuff so Rosario Dawson basically looks like Ahsoka anyway let's make her that character the fans want her and then you've got Katie mm. Sackhoff who is such like a, a fan favourite in the in the sci-fi world especially sci-fi television world yeah. her to go and voice an animated character and then get to play that animated character in live action it kind of seemed like a no brainer and I mean uh, pop, all you have to do is pop an orange wig on her and, and yeah, you're set, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and I think age-wise, because I guess Katie Sackhoff's probably in her 40s now, so yeah. I think that would probably track for where she was um, sort of at the end of end of like Clone Wars and then when you see her in Rebels and stuff like that. Mm. I mm. guess it'd be another, what, 10, 10 years Were after thinking, Rebels? Yeah, Mandalorian is... is... Eight years after after Return of the Jedi. So that puts it four years after A New Hope. So there's 12 years. And then uh, Rebels is like, you know, anywhere between, you know, a couple of weeks, I guess, or or around about the same time as A New Hope. Oh, yeah, that's right, because Ezra is the same age as Luke and Leia. He was born the day after them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So I think, um, well, Clone Wars at the very least, when Bo-Katan would have first come into it, would have been like, 
anywhere between what uh, you know maybe 2021 years before a new hope so you add on 12 to that like she's a 30 years older than what she would have been at the start of clone wars when we first introduced like they can age her up a little bit yeah but also age like, her up eh, into her 50s yeah mandalorians mate they they might age differently like you That's know they've true. got they've got they've got warrior blood who really cares yeah. so well do you um, know the, the, the one the only one they're missing now and this was my favorite little bit of like imdb kevin bacon connectivity from yep. the prequel series is Tamura Morrison playing Boba Fett and all the clones in episode two. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the Kaminoans, the, the species yes. that, yeah. So you know how, like, yeah, when, um, when Obi-Wan goes there and he speaks to the female, the female yep. cloner. Yeah. The chick who did that voice, that's the woman who Tamura Morrison beat up. That was his wife in Once Were Warriors. You know that oh, amazing? Oh, really? Wow. That's that's his wife that he beat the crap out of in Once Were Warriors. Oh shit, that's cool. Like, oh, because obviously, yeah, come like episode two, that was they did a fair bit of work in uh, in Australia for that, as yeah. far as I remember. Like a lot of yeah, Fox work was done, and for episode three as well. So the idea that they they're getting tomorrow, and it's like, oh, well, we get a local other actor there. That, what a yeah, well, shit, I never knew that. That's a coincidence. Oh really? That's yeah, cool. I just yeah. I just picked the name. I picked the voice straight away. She's got such a beautiful, distinctive voice. I can't remember the actress's yeah. name. So yeah, it was like I'm like that's all that's missing now. She needs to come over with Tamura and do <laughs> do something on uh, on Mandalorian. You, you talk about the heir apparent and Dave Filoni, and then before we were mentioning the idea that how can that how could they possibly keep Ahsoka's casting in place in this show when her apparent confirmation about being in this show was at least a month, maybe two months after I read reports they'd finished principal photography they were going to be going into post-production they'd finish filming and then ahsoka is like apparently cast so if that's the case she's either not in it very much and they can go and film her like on a television screen or a hologram or whatever uh one-on-one with you know john favreau or whatever or she's in it and everyone keeps secret it's like oh we'll, we'll just see what happens then you get boba fett it's like okay cool I know that he's Mandalorian, all their armor looks similar enough, and a lot of people saw Mandalorian characters in the background of the first season. Go, is that Boba Fett? Is that Boba Fett? Everyone's like, no, you know, you're sort of clutching at straws. This is like, no, no, he's going to be in it. Okay, yeah. so does his his armor look relatively the same? Is it's just as messed up as what it was at the end of Jedi? Well, I think one of the one of the things people have said, like one of the pre already written ways that Boba got out of the Sarlacc pit is mm. he had to get out of his armor. Like it was, it was right. dissolving his armor, and he had to get out of his armor to to escape the Sarlacc pit. So yeah, okay. So he could be, yeah, be in any form. And I guess yeah. too, he could potentially be rolling around as like, if people are aware of the clones still at this point, he just looks like any other clone getting around. Yeah. So like, it, it, you wouldn't well, look I, at him and go, "Holy shit, there's Boba Fett," you know? I read, I read a fan theory. You know how there was that weird, ambiguous ending at the, the episode with Ming Na Wen in it, where she's the yes. the bounty. And there's those feet that walk up and go, ching, ching, ching. Everyone's saying, that's Boba. That was their hint at Boba. I never got that when I I saw the episode. I I didn't connect. I was like, what is that? I don't understand. Mm. What's that reference to? But apparently Boba has that same kind of spur chinking sound when he walks sometimes in the the movies, apparently. Yeah, right. And then the other weird thing I I read was um, even Rosario Dawson has been like, oh, it's not, you know, the ink's not dry yet. Nothing's set in stone. Mm. And I'm like, but if what I read's correct, well, you've already filmed it. So yeah, they yeah, are yeah. playing this weird sort of marketing game, I think, if, you know, yeah. if they indeed have. But it's supposed to be coming out in October, so surely they yeah. finished, they finished all their, you know, primary photography by now. 
only earlier this week they came out. I don't know who exactly it was, a Disney guy. It could have been Filoni, I forget. But they said, no, 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 we're on track. Like, none of this COVID stuff is stopping us from finishing post-production work and it'll it'll premiere like normal, which is so great for all the television that's coming out because it's not changing how we're seeing it given to us, whereas cinemas, obviously, they're putting either everything on hold or just chucking smaller movies on streaming. But mm. um, that'll be cool, actually, to see if they do work it backwards because you think if this season one was a failure... They never get to answer that. And are we just led to believe that it was um, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character, uh, Mon, whatever he's... The guy that oh, had the dark yeah. saber at the end of the series. It could have just been him, but why would it be him? Why would it be anyone? Why leave it ambiguous? And uh, Anyway, they go back and, and retcon that in a way and make it Boba. That's kind of yeah. cool. And he's got his own crew of bounty hunters. But, well, that's yeah, it. Just like, that anything that brings Ming-Na Wen back, I'm down for. I love yeah. Ming-Na Wen. So anything that she's in, I, I'm down. I guess that you could could kind of if Katie Sackhoff was seen on set you could go well she's a friend of Dave Filoni through Clone Wars and you know especially now season 7 she's part of that as well um, oh, she was just there visiting you know because they're friends like the Russo brothers yeah. showing up on set it's because hey they're friends with John Favreau they're all in the Disney family they've just come to check shit out they love Star Wars sort of thing uh, and then Sabine Wren I mean they could have a completely unknown actress they, you know, they might not be using the voice character in the same way they're not using Ashley Eckstein for Ahsoka so anyone on set playing a role that's um you know written differently in the script that's not going to be a spoiler but the idea that all this shit is coming out and let's say it's all true just the idea of keeping all that secret but then you bring up dave filoni heir apparent and that new series that's just debuted on uh, on disney plus um the gallery is it um where it's just a big round table and yeah. it's it's all about them making these shows and you sent me a clip the other day because i haven't watched the episode yet of dave filoni talking about you know the fall of Anakin and what it means about him where the duel of the fates the idea of him had he have lived under Qui-Gon's mentorship and what ended up happening going to Obi-Wan and the frustrations and all this and I, I, I got goosebumps listening to him talk about something he's so passionate about and he's sitting there in a room with John Favreau the creator of the Mandalorian series and then all these other people that have directed episodes but I'm thinking this is it seems like such a tight-knit little group that they, they love Star Wars and anyone involved in the set, they could have minimal crew for this thing. Like you said, they're filming yeah. in this little dome. Uh, they so, could all have signed their waivers and stuff, but all this shit could be absolutely 100% true, but everyone is so passionate about what they're making and ready to deliver, they're going to keep that secret and let it come out when they want it to come out. Um, you know, yeah. Rosario Dawson, for me though, her coming out going, well, it's not confirmed, you know, the ink's not dry. And I'm like, isn't that confirmation? You saying, well, what's not confirmed yet hasn't happened, so I can't wait until it is confirmed. Like, that's confirmation. Like, yeah. That seems weird to me, but I just hope all of it's true, even though a few of those characters kind of mean nothing to me because I haven't really seen their stories in, mm. uh, in the full grasp of the animated series. I just want the idea of Filoni doing animation, now he's part of the Mandalorian live-action family, and being able to merge these worlds and really pay off on that shared universe thing that... The movies don't really do the same way that the MCU is don't talk about the TV shows attached to them prior to this Disney Plus stuff. So it'll be good if, you know, all this stuff, you know, animation and, and the books and the TV, which kind of all kind of refer to one another outside of the films, can really start to come together for a bigger audience. Because I think with all this hype and off the back of the success of season one, Mandalorian season two could be fucking huge on on debut especially with this release one episode per week uh, format that they're going back to yeah it's that it is going to be a fucking massive show and a massive premiere for episode one yeah and it really does open the door for so many more cameos like one thing that i really loved about clone wars 
is um, Aura Singh. So you, she was the the like the pale skinned bounty hunter with like the ponytail out of her head mm. that was working with Boba Fett. Well, she was first introduced in episode one. There's just this little one little throwaway shot where she's like in the mountains watching the pod race. It's just yeah, a quick yeah, yeah. cut to, and Filoni's yeah. managed to. I don't know whether Lucas gave him a bit of backstory. I don't know, but. You know, Filoni was able to create this amazing storyline where, like, she's a bounty hunter with a crew. She's worked with Bosk, and she also helped train a young Boba Fett. Mm. She she could shop in Mandalorian. They could cast someone yeah. to put that in Mandalorian. Like, yeah, that kind of stuff is what I really, really love. Yeah, well, I was talking to Lincoln the other day, uh, just driving home. We just start talking about Star Wars. I don't even know how it came up. He's like, "Oh, when is Shocker. this?" That's set, I can't, you know, I can't picture you guys doing that. <laughs> we, I think somehow we we're talking about like PlayStation, and then I was talking about games that I like and what and what he likes. And I said, "Oh, Fallen Order. You've got to get into Jedi Fallen Order." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, when is that set?" And I'm trying to break it down. Then I remember that Saw Guerrero's in it, and I said, "Oh, it's really cool because Forrest Whitaker came back to voice him because obviously he played him in Rogue One, set a few years later." And it reminded me that I'd, I'd only just seen really the Saw Gerrera episodes in Clone Wars. Mm, yeah, now, when I went Saw. to see Rogue, yeah, when I went to see Rogue One, I hadn't seen like a couple of episodes of Clone Wars, but I knew that Saw Gerrera was a character. They said a Forrest Whitaker is playing a character from the animated series. He was kind of, I think, the first one to do it really, They're like to, to bring an animated character into live action. I believe and, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was huge. And he, you know, he doesn't play a massive role in Rogue One. It's kind of an important role, but he's only in it really on screen for 12 minutes. Um, and then I go back and watch Clone Wars. That character is the, the, the brother of um, the, the more main side character for four episodes or something. Like, Saw Gerrera isn't really a big character in the overall grand scheme of 140 or whatever episodes of Clone Wars. Not at all. So the idea that they took that, plucked that little character and go... You know, Forrest Whitaker, that could have been anyone in Rogue One. That could have been anyone that looked after Jyn Erso. But they're like, no, no, let's make it that guy. What did that guy do? That, that like, the first true kind of rebellion within the Star Wars mythology midway through the Clone Wars. Let's have him be a rebel fighter that's been fighting that for 20 years. And then we and we can have him in Rogue One. He can have been looking after Jyn Erso, whose dad was the guy that was the engineer behind the Death Star. And it's just like so interconnected beyond the films that we'd already seen where we might not have had questions that we needed answering, but we there were questions and they went, well, let's see what we can expand on. And then they bring him back for the, for the video game. And then like you said, it's just... It's just cool now as being long-term fans where you've been watching Clone Wars for you know, 10, 12 years or whatever and now they've got other animated shows. Now they've got their first live-action show and everything's still relevant. They don't look at one as being the black sheep necessarily. Like Even the prequels are so much more beloved than what they were 10 years ago. And even, I think Clone even Wars five years ago. had a lot to do with that. Clone Wars oh my really God, yes. fleshed out so much not just the the Anakin Obi sort of brotherhood that they built up in a in a one throwaway line, you know, in in a New Hope, yeah. um, turned into this full series that makes you it, it really adds to that brotherly love of between Obi and Anakin that pays off in Episode Three. So yeah. to me, not being a huge fan of the prequels as much as of the original trilogy, it's amazing that it really built it out. We still never got our bloody um. Rise of Skywalker chat. 
No, you're right, actually. I wouldn't mind... You know what? This is this is kind of a live conversation that I'm having with you on the podcast, uh, Maddie. that I've wanted to have to you in private. But hey, to hell with it. We, we, we were pretty inactive as far as getting a gig, movie reviews goes, uh, pretty much all of 2019. I know that myself <laughs> and uh, the Murray brothers did one for Terminator, and I, maybe we had one at the beginning of 2019 with you and I. I can't remember, but the idea that we didn't cover Avengers Endgame is like irreparable in a way it's like it's it's sacrilegious but then all the other big like even superhero movies like the year started off with shazam i still haven't even seen shazam but you know i want to go back and yeah i want to go watch that i would love to talk about that what it means for what is still the continuing dc film franchise um brendan actually spoke to me the other day and said hey can we talk about joker he'd just seen joker for the first time uh sort of on that yeah right see maybe that'd be good for you had you to watch it too because brendan just watched i think he's been you know, kind of scared to watch it for a couple of months, and he watched it. I'm surprised at how much I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then he got like even Birds of Prey at the start of this year. But Star Wars, the end of last year, there's so many we didn't watch and review. Um, uh, Spider Man in away. there as well. I would love to do a, a movies we missed or the ones we missed sort of series for 2019, especially now when there's no fucking new movies coming out. <laughs> so why not go back and like talk about the ones that we've only seen in the last 12 months while they're yeah. fresh? So we should have been talking I about do Black wanna... Widow like three weeks ago. So oh, don't know. get me started, mate. We got to points where it was like the 8th of April, and I'm like, James Bond should be coming out today. Oh, and then you know, the, my birthday, Thursday of that week. Thursday's new movie day in Australia. Black Widow Day for my birthday. Didn't happen. It's a fucking coronavirus. So... Anyway, we'll get there. So, uh, look, yeah, we'll be back uh, talking more geek shit. You and I got a few uh, a few shows we want to keep covering, continue covering uh, as well. And um, I'd even love to do a Clone Wars uh, little chat uh, for season seven or the finale or whatever. Yeah, once I'm where finished, where um, are you at? That's I guess that's where we started cool. talking. We should finish up with that. So there's twelve episodes. Uh, yep, there's basically I'm... three sets of four episodes in terms yes. of arcs. I know you've seen the yep. first four. Yep. I'm almost finished the second four. I'm sort of right at the end of that Ahsoka and the two sisters. That's the one that everyone's whinging about. Like, yeah. um, If you go on IMDb, the first set of four episodes is like, you know, they've rated it like seven and a half or something like that. Yeah, that was those four episodes in the middle that people are voting those at like six. That's down at like six somewhere. And then the final four, the last two episodes, are currently rated on IMDb at 9.9 out of 10. Oh, stop it. Jesus Christ. So (laughs) I I quite enjoyed that middle four, but I understand people saying like, when we've only got 12 episodes and that's it, I don't think we had the real estate to spend on those four episodes. I don't think they were that that crucial. But the Mm. final four, mate, it's it's actually completely different in terms of there's no like opening with the announcer guy, blah blah blah. It's it's like cinematic. It's oh, you, wow. so you need to clock out enough time to sit down and watch all four. Yeah. Because I think that's the way they've almost like well, produced it so that it could yeah. be its own feature. Well, I yeah, I, I felt that actually watching these four, and I'm like, first one was cool because it sort of it, it it was a direct continuation from the season finale of season five, right? Like, yeah. Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, left it, Anakin got on that speeder, and then crashes in episode five of season seven to meet those two sisters. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is sort of maybe she leaves with them at the end of the her, that these four episodes. She sort of sees what her life could be like outside the Jedi Order or something. But the fact that it's not dragged on, but I was the same. I'm going through my Disney Plus app, and I'm like, "Holy shit, man! We've got I've got four whole episodes of Clone Wars left to watch, and a little bit of the of the fifth last one." I'm like, "I, I appreciate Dave Filoni. He's been sitting on this 
rough story of Ahsoka finishing her Clone Wars arc for five, six, seven years or whatever it's been that he really wanted to finish. But it, it and it feels it feels like a good little story, but I wish we would have had it a season ago and yeah. not now when it was a definitive end. But I'm and getting excited because like the thumbnail like could have episode... been done in it could have been done in three. Like yes. I oh, think for sure. yeah. I feel like the way they break their stories when they do these big arcs is they want to get to a certain point by the end of the episode, almost like an yes. act break. Yeah. And I think this particular story they had to kind of stretch out a little bit to get to those points. Could mm. have been done in two would have been a rush because of how it ends. Yeah, okay. I think three would have been a nicer, nicer bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see you watch the um, the final four. Yeah, well, okay. It's if big. it's cinematic, I'll try and do it in in one hit. And as you know, we've just been speaking uh, off air before the record that uh, in two days' time, I for the first time since uh, the Corona uh, sort of pandemic stuff has 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 been happening, I'll have the entire house to myself. Uh, for most of the day and overnight. So as a 34-year-old married man, father of three, you know exactly what I want to be doing when I'm in the house by myself for 12 hours. Watching Watching fucking Star Wars, Wars, eh? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Woo! Pants (laughs) off and a party bag size of twisties. You are good to go. (laughs) That is living life on a Friday night as a mid-30s man, (laughs) mate. uh, Three fingers of scotch and you're set. Well, I'll do that. I'll try and do it in one. I actually, if I finish episode eight today, I will hold off from see, uh, episode nine until Friday when I can sit down and watch a bulk for it all together. And then, mm. yeah, we'll catch up uh, in a week or so and uh, maybe bring Lincoln in too because he's obviously very excited about Clone Wars. Um, he texted me I've actually before sending... the season finale. Yeah, and he yeah, said, like... he goes, how, how, how long does it go for it? I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, it better be three fucking hours. No, no more of this 23-minute <laughs> bullshit. Um, so obviously that didn't happen. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, we're, might, we're in uh, a little group chat, the three of us, and yeah. I, have to be, I have been just sending a couple little sly DMs to Link just individually just on solo. about yeah, the finale. Okay. Just be, there's th- certain things we had to talk about, you know. <laughs> not even jealous. I'm not even jealous. <laughs> All right, well, we'll catch up in a week or two and, uh, and do a Clone Wars uh, episode. Who knows? I mean, we might even have Damn. more Mandalorian Season 2 news. If Disney Plus would be ever so kind to even give us a teaser trailer uh, for Season 2 now and hold off in a real trailer for another four months or so, I'd be very could, happy about that. I could handle that. In the meantime, yeah, uh, subscribe to uh, Get Into Geek. This is the first one you're hearing of us talking about uh, some Star Wars chats. Obviously, we are in isolation, so uh, hopefully this audio has actually worked out. This is based. This basically started out, Maddie, as you and I testing a new way of uh, recording um, in uh, in isolation, away from each other, rather than being in the studio as usual. So I think it's like been a fun chat. Us, we up just as an episode. started talking and don't know how to start. That's pretty much sums up our friendship for the last eight years. So uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll throw it up. Subscribe to Get Into Geek on uh, on the socials and uh, on the podcast as well. Subscribe so you can get our uh, newest episodes. Or uh, drop us a line, Get Into Geek at gmail.com if there's anything you uh, you want us to cover. In the meantime, I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to come and chat, Maddie, where you at? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon, mate. Enjoy your isolation times, and uh, don't contact me Friday night because I'll uh, I'll be busy by myself, <laughs> candlelit beside a TV. The uh, watching porn, I mean Star Wars. Oh, so you'll, uh, you'll be handling it, mate. You'll be handling it. <laughs> I'll be handling something. Get into geek.